It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. Uh, this week we have with us once again uh, Rodney Ho, who uh, covers all things radio and TV for us. Uh, welcome, Rodney. Oh, welcome. Uh, tell us what you brought for us this week. Well, uh, back in the spring, Bobby Brown was in town to do his own biopic for BET. It's effectively a four, uh, like a two-day, four-hour extravaganza. Uh, they had such BET had such success with the New Edition story huh. a couple years ago. It had huge ratings. You know, right. it, it seems like it's they're in kind of that demographic sweet spot right now. I mean, right. they, they I'm 49. I grew up with New Edition yeah. and Bobby Brown and BBD and all that stuff. And I, you know, I, I love, you know, Candy Girl. I was 14 at the time. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they had some great music. And uh, I think that generation just wants to hear their story. Yeah. And Bobby is, you know, an executive producer. So we're hearing his side of the story. Right. Uh, for yeah. whatever that's worth, and obviously a good portion of it is about Whitney and him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that is truly a love story. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of material out there already, but this is from Bobby's point of view. Right. Huh. Well, it's interesting. It's like that it's going to be, you know, his view of all of these things. We've heard so many so many different viewpoints. Yeah, there of, are two documentaries about right. Whitney. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's that unfortunate uh, TV one you know, film about Bobby Christina, and there's been, yes. you know, I think a TV movie about Whitney, and there's probably more to come. I, I think there is unending fascination with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Bobby, you know, is the one that's still around. I mean, he's, right. he's, in, he's in his mid-50s. He's still touring. Right. He seems healthy. He's remarried. He's got a, a, a kid, and, you know, we interviewed him. They, they shot all the concert scenes for this series at Infinite Energy, and we got to go and watch the scene where he back in – I think it was 88, 89, he was uh, touring in Columbus, Georgia, and apparently the cops got wind that he has kind of a raunchy show, and they, they warned him if he was doing, if he actually did some humping around on stage, like right. even if it's fake humping, that they would arrest him, and he, you know, he, he assured them that he would be fine and be family friendly, and if he proceeded to hump a girl from, you know, he brought a girl on stage and got arrested, so they yeah. showed that scene, so we actually right. watched that scene, which was kind of amusing. Right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, Bobby gave us uh, some time. Uh, Babyface does like a special song for the series, and he, he was there as well. Cool. And Woody McLean is the actor who plays Bobby Brown. He has a passing resemblance to Bobby in his younger yeah. days. Yeah. Um, and he played him in the New Edition story. So they oh, decided okay. to use Woody again. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it when there's that kind of continuity between these these little, you know, movies, the TV movies. Yeah. Like, uh, let's let's use the same actor. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty much how they played it. That's know? cool. So, um, and that, um, so we talked to Bobby Brown while they were filming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he wasn't um, sure, you know, at the time exactly how it was going to end. I, I asked, I, and I haven't seen all four hours, but I asked him, are you going to show up as yourself at the end? Because he says it, it's supposed to go up to current day. Right. Um, so I don't know how how much the current you know the last ten or fifteen years they're going to actually they're probably going to do some of the stuff with Whitney dying and all that yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know how much of him himself will actually show up on screen he wasn't even sure if he would bother to show up on screen it might throw right. people off if he actually shows up himself yeah that is always kind of odd when you know the they do that in person. movies sometimes they'll do they that do. usually after the credits sometimes right. they'll show like the right. actual you know if this is based on a true story then they'll actually show the real yeah. person yeah as long as it's set apart somehow you know it's like but when right. people just show up and it's like that's that's really odd yeah yeah <laughs> obviously Bobby can't play himself in his in right. his twenties or thirties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. Not that he looks bad now, but he just looks different. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, this is uh, the, uh, the Bobby Brown biopic. It's it does it have a title and then it's just called the Bobby Brown story. Uh, What's okay. interesting is you know he wrote a book a couple years ago, and I said you know you obviously couldn't use everything in the book, and he talks about like you know there's always a potential for a feature film, but it would have to be a different movie this one includes you know this is more focused not just on his relation with whitney but also his professional career right uh, early on obviously he had a huge number of hits my yeah. prerogative don't be cruel yeah. in every little step tenderoni i mean he had a huge run yeah. at like 88 to 92 he had like you know eight or ten really big hits and then right. he kind of fell off the radar i mean i don't yeah. think he was i don't know what happened to his music career i think he kind of and, and, and obviously Whitney they'll get into it. I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I don't know whether his creative juices got sucked up by the drugs or something, but somehow yeah. he just couldn't get his music career going again after that. He just kind of lost all that momentum. Yeah, it felt like everything we heard about him from that point on was in relation to Yeah, Houston, exactly. You know? I think his life kind of devolved, yeah. um, you know, once the drugs got into play and he started yeah. getting arrested for stupid stuff. And right. By right. the time we saw him in 2005, you know, he lived in Atlanta for 16 years, 1989 until well into the 2000s. Yeah, we, yeah, we and were, in 2005, yeah. we covered, yeah, the AJC, we covered extensively. Uh, yep. My former colleague, Richard Eldridge, loved covering Being, Being Bobby Brown, which was one of the early reality shows oh, yeah, on Bravo. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up being more about Whitney in a weird way. Like people remember Whitney in that in that series more oh, than yeah. Bobby, which probably wasn't the intention. And I think Bobby saw the series and realized what a mess she was and decided – and I don't know if she wanted to do another season. I think she was resistant after seeing herself. Yeah. And yeah. You know, they're not going to do a second season of being Bobby Brown without Whitney. Right. So it ended up. And, and unfortunately, their, their marriage, I think, started falling apart at that yeah. point, And they sadly got divorced as well. Yeah. So we unfortunately caught. You know, I don't even know if you can watch being Bobby Brown anywhere right now. But it is kind of a sad kind right. of you could tell something wasn't quite right during that whole series. And I, I don't know how much of that's going to be addressed in being in this particular uh, biopic, but it is only, you know, it's four hours. I'm sure they'll touch upon that uh, yeah. somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bobby was around here a lot. And, uh, you know, for him, when I talked to him, it was nice to be back home in a weird way, but I'm sure it's kind of sad too, because yeah. Atlanta reminds him of Whitney, I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that some of those were very bad years for him. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, certainly. I mean, some of them, he probably doesn't remember a lot of it. But right. You might uh, have to sort of read his uh, his book, I guess, to get more details yeah, yeah. of some of the darker stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's, uh, you know, he's had quite a career. 
Well, cool. Um, to say the least. Well, that's great. It's like, and, and we're, you know, people have always been fascinated by him, obsessed with him. Um, they still are. I mean, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, he and, you know, he tours with New Edition and they do great. I mean, they, they sell out concerts across the country, across the world at this point. I mean, people love their music. It's, yeah. it's, and I think a lot of it has held up reasonably well. Obviously, some of it's kind of, you know, the Candy Girl stuff is very, very teen you know, Mr. Telephone Man. Yeah, I don't know if that I don't know if that necessarily holds up per se, but I think right. a lot. I honestly, I think a lot of Bobby's songs still hold up pretty well. I mean, every little step, my prerogative. I mean, they're great yeah. songs. Well, nostalgia is a powerful thing oh, too. Yeah. So. I mean, look at Belle Bid DeVoe. I mean, Poison, yeah. all that stuff is still yeah. very, very. Yeah, nostalgia really can keep a lot of careers going. Yeah. for it's, decades. Yeah, it's catchy stuff, and you just don't forget that. Yeah, and he can. <laughs> you know, while he can't move the way he did, he used to. I think they. Yeah. You know, he still choreographs, and they still move around on stage. I don't think he's he's not uh, he's not dead yet. Yeah. From that perspective, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I'm sure in this day and age, you make your money off off touring. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, musicians I, have to stay out on the road to, and, to make that money. And right now, the Gen X generation, we're the ones who want to pay for Journey and Sticks, and yep. we'll we'll pay for Bobby Brown. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, um, I, it sounds like a, a pretty fascinating thing, and um, and it's great that we we got to talk with them and and the. Um, the movie is airing when? It is airing September 4th and 5th, two hours on each night on BET. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure they'll repeat it umpteenth times. So oh, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. you'll, if you miss it, uh, then you'll probably have future opportunities to catch it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that, uh, you know, there'll be talk about it on social media. So, but hey, you know how it ends. Really, yeah, there, so. yeah. And there was an interesting uh, controversy a couple weeks back. He was at Television Critics Association, and somebody brought up the fact that he had been. You know, there was some domestic uh, violence assault charges on him, and he denied them, even though there were police reports. Right. So he was being really weird on stage because yeah. he actually has talked about it in the past, and suddenly he's denying that it ever happened now. Huh. So it's kind of interesting how people's memories or choices to right. decide what actually it, happened or yeah. didn't happen. How they evolve and change. Yeah, and he's executive producer, so he's choosing to decide what ends up in this particular right. series. So we're seeing glimpses of his life. Yeah. From his perspective again, I mean, it's yeah. how much of it is 100% true, we never know. You know, yeah. it, that's well, how that's these the, things work. Yeah, you just, you know, take all all of the different pieces and from different perspectives, put them all together, and probably somewhere in there is the truth. Yeah, and he readily admits, yeah, he had a mess, he's had a messy life, and yeah. I think his life, you know, he's been clean for a while, and he seems like at least his life is in order at the moment, which right. is good. Well, cool. All right, well, uh, let's take a listen to uh, Rodney's uh, chat with uh, Bobby Brown in advance of his new biopic airing on BET. We're finishing up uh, repointing the cameras and then we're going to go again. We're set, energy up, and let's roll playback. Hey, I'm Rodney Ho with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm here with Bobby Brown. He's yes. at Infinite Energy Center. We're sh they're shooting a new <laughs> BET miniseries called, I think it's called The Bobby Brown Story, right? Yes, it is. Make it really obvious, right? And, Plain and clear. And last year, I think it was a year and a half ago, they did the new edition story, which was a massive hit for BET. And I, I guess that's probably what led to this, right? Yes, um, yes. Um, you know, um, the saga continues. It's constantly getting deeper and deeper. Um, it starts at what point, though? What will the uh, series It starts, well, my series starts when I was a baby, okay. when I was young. Um, and the things I went through to um, become the man that I am. 
um, the tragedies, the 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 um, the everything. I mean, it's it's been a long, rough road, but I'm um, I'm still here. I'm happy, and you know things are going really well right now for me. So, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, it's been 30 years since the solo album. Is, is that hard to believe that so much time? Has <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to believe, but at the same time, you know, um, we worked a lot. You know, we we've been through a lot of ups and downs. Um, me and my crew, you know, my brother, you know, my boys, you know, and, and what I had to go through, you know, with my last marriage, you know. So it's it's just been a lot of ups and downs, but it's been it's been it's been a long journey and it's been a great journey for me. And I will, can appreciate will the, it. Will the miniseries lead uh, up to what point is it gonna go to, do you know yet? Um to the current day. Really? Okay. We're gonna we're gonna leave it right there at the current day because you know there's so much more that that I'm um, I'm planning on doing with my life, you know. And um, what? How did you like Woody in the new edition story? And I guess they decided you must have liked him because they're keeping him. Right? Yeah, I, I I thought he was great. I thought he did an excellent job. Um, and that's the reason why we you know chose him to play me in this in this series. moment here when uh, Bobby chooses his tenderoni to come up on the stage. That's what we're going to do. All right, so it's the eight cameras uh, coverage here. All right, let's get uh, Woody back on up here. All right, let's do this uh, pickup. Is playing Bobby Brown again. This is for the Bobby Brown story on BET coming out this fall. Yes, and uh, you did it once before. And uh, what was your reaction when, from? What was the fans' reactions when they, you know, when they saw the show? And they, what was the feedback that you got the first time around? Oh, New Edition was such a magical thing. You know what I mean? Uh, the reaction was crazy. Was it even bigger than you thought it would be? I mean, you knew it would yeah. be big, right? But I mean, well, not at first, because you know with social media, people right. always have opinions. So when they first like announced that these are the guys doing this new edition, everybody was like, ah, they don't look nothing like new edition. It's going to be whack. You know what I mean? Right. But we just had to, as a group, we just ignored social media. You know what I mean? Smart. And just really like locked in and focused on our individual parts. and. We made something magical, man. The energy on set has been amazing. That's how the energy feels on this Bobby Brown set as well. Great energy, positive energy, and yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, when, after the success of New Edition, how, how much time passed before they said, hey, we're thinking about doing Bobby Brown? Was that just like a few weeks later, or was it, did it turn around really fast, or did it take a while before you heard, hey, they'd like you to do this again? Um, I think it was like four or five months later. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard somebody like, Say like, oh, they might be, you know, somebody go like this. Right. I was like, what is? But it was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So then when we got the call, it was a dope feeling. Mm. And uh, getting to all solo stuff, is it? What, what's it been like getting to? Man, it's been amazing. For me personally, doing this project, uh, it was all about Bobby Brown. I mean, Bobby is such a great, great guy, great family guy, and I felt like his story needed to be told. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I could do it. You know what I mean? The dancing, the acting. I feel like 
I felt like I owed that to Bobby because he's such a great person. I want the world to see how great of a person he is. I feel like we all have these stereotypes about... All based on the gossip page. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody believes everything. You know what I mean? Yes. The internet says it. That's what that's it is. True. Yeah. Magazine says it. That's what it is. But people don't know the backstory of certain things or why certain things happen. You know what I mean? Because we're all human at the end of the day. Right. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this project. What, what's it been like hanging out with Bobby, sort of picking his brain? Yeah. Right I mean, just hanging out with him. Have you been able to have like a barbecue with a guy, or what have you been able to do? With oh him? yeah, uh, when we were doing New Edition, we did Fourth of July together. Nice. Uh, he he invited me over to cook, and I, he was going to cook or whatever, and I was like, "You can cook." He was like, "Yeah, I can cook." So then I went over there. He has his uh, barbecue sauces, crazy. But what do you make for it? Uh, he had ribs. Uh, Anything that's at a barbecue, I can't think of everything right now. I'm like, <laughs> but all that stuff, mac and cheese, baked beans. So he can make it, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, have, what have you learned the most from him? I mean, he's he's 20 years old, mm -hmm. older than you, but he, and he's lived quite a life. I mean, right. What have you learned as a person from Bobby? Man, keep family first and God first. You know what I mean? Because that's one thing I really learned from Bobby is, is basically keeping God first. Because Bobby's been through so, so much, you know what I mean? Through the drugs losing uh, his daughter to Whitney to his mom parents like just losing all these big people in his life but he's still here he's still going strong so he just always makes sure to let me know to, like keep God first so that's what that's one of the the biggest things I've learned from Bobby. Well, thank you Woody I appreciate your time. Thank you brother. Okay guys here we go everyone let's get it locked up all right let's roll sound. We're I'm here at Infinite Energy Center with Bobby Brown how active were you in putting together the new edition story? We were very active. Um, me and my wife uh, have a production company, uh, entertainment company, and uh, we were part producers of, of that one and this one. So, um, yeah, very active. Emotionally, what's it like sort of reliving your life like this through... It's terrible! Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's uplifting. In, in certain types of ways, and then it's therapeutic in a lot of type of ways um, because you get a chance to look at your life from the outside and I wouldn't want to be gone for people to be able to write my story, to right. be able to tell my story. Um, my story is, is mine and, you know, it's, 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 it's personal and it's, you know, it's, I want people to see the truth. You know, when you see the truth, you know. Was it easy that you, you'd already written your book a couple years ago? Was it helpful to ha have that in mind as a template for well, those? that? Well, the book is totally different from this movie. The book is all of my life. Right. Well, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah. It's not it's not uh, what this movie's about. This movie's about Bobby Brown, the entertainer. Okay. Um, my book is about Bobby Brown's my story, my life. A, a lot more you know, personal yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot, lot more personal stuff, yeah. So what, was that just a, a choice on the part of just, you know, you only have four hours, you can only tell so much in a movie, right? So yes, that was, a, that, that was definitely a choice because we, later on, we might want to do a feature, you know, about the book, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, decide what parts to put in the movie for BET.
we're here with Babyface, and you are involved deeply with the Bobby Brown story on BET here. Yes, uh, obviously, you you wrote uh, you know most of Bobby's big hits, right? So, w why did you decide to get involved with this? I guess kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly, a no-brainer. Um, since it, it you know it's a story about Bobby and 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 his life and and his music, and uh, I wrote a lot of the music, and so it's. Uh, it's kind of easy to say yes to those when you you can have a finger on uh, and something to say about the music as it comes out, you know. And that's kind of like why you know got involved with the new edition thing as well, because um, it was you know wanted to make sure that the music was right, you know. Yeah, because you're re-recording the songs. Yes. And, and Woody is singing in most of the cases. Is well, actually, there's another kid singing, another uh, uh, Christopher. Okay. Uh, uh, really. Uh, what's it like revisiting this music again and seeing, you know, just going back in time for you? Uh, you know, when I go out on shows, I, I do his music all the time. I go through a medley of songs that I wrote, so it's it's like it's old hat all the time. <laughs> but it, it, it was fun to do it and uh, and fun to kind of you know revisit in the sense of like looking at it in details and 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 all the different kinds of all the different songs that we've done throughout the years and stuff. Going through the script, was there anything you had forgotten about that just came up? You're like, wow, I haven't thought of that in a while. <laughs> Not really. In the script, yeah. um, you know, for me, I was really just involved with Bobby, you know, professionally, you know, most of the time. And we were friends, but we didn't, we didn't ever hang out. I can't think of a time I ever went to a dinner at his house or went to a barbecue or anything like that. But so, but, you know, we've always been connected musically. and. Um, yeah, how, how were you able to capture Bobby's essence, so to speak, you know, to really make it so that he was able to become a solo artist and define his own image? It just, I think it was fate, you know, that we, you know, kind of ultimately ended up working together. I mean, like, uh, they were working on Roni out there. Roni was written, written way before, you know, I met Bobby. I think Roni was probably written in 82 and... And well, new edition was barely out at that yeah. point. Yeah, and so, and then and Bobby didn't do it till '89. So um, it was in that song. It kind of waited for him. And, and this scene that we're they're shooting. I mean, does, does it boggle your mind that this ended up becoming a thing where he got arrested? For, you know, in part while singing that song. Is that just bizarre to you? Or? It's a little surreal that that could even happen. Yeah. You just think that he got arrested and pulled off the stage for that. Uh, today, I mean, you know, you know it's, it's just kind of funny. Basically. It's pretty PG, yeah. What he did on stage was nothing all that. I don't know if I'm going to call it PG, but, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of other things happening. Yes, exactly. A lot, of wor lot worse things. Well, you guys are going to do an original song? Yes, teamed up with Teddy Riley to do this, and so it's going to be fun. And you guys, you guys were, I guess, kind of rivals in the day? or you guys I guess you could maybe call it that. I don't... Um, it was healthy, uh, healthy competition, I guess. You know, and you guys inspired each other. In no question. I mean, I, I just remember the last, first time I heard was a Keith Sweat's "I'm Wonder," and I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." <laughs> God, it was so good. It was so good, and uh, and I was inspired. I was like, "Dang, we got to try to do something like that. Do something that feels good like that." And um, Teddy's Teddy's just a bad boy, and he I, I call him the the father of New Jack Swing, and um, and so, for, you know, he, he, he's been a major inspiration, and we never have done any work together in this way, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Did you call him? Just I called him, yeah. And he was amenable, amenable? Yeah, he was great. And 
is it going to be a new Jack Swing feel to the song, or are you going to try and make it more modern? Or uh, it's going to be a com combination. Okay. Looking forward to that. It's going to, is it going to open the movie, you think, or end it, or do you um, know how they're going to play it? We'll see how it comes out, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be a, bit, a big part of the movie. And my guess is you'll, you'll release it for download and all that stuff, too. Yep, hopefully have it out this summer. So, is the song title even finalized? You don't even know no, at this no, point. No, I, it's still it, in it, creation it, mode. It could be a title right now, and then by the time we finish it, it could be a whole other thing. So <laughs> that's true. And you've also got a TV series in the works right now. I'm working on a, f a few different things. So a lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, you've got an album working on also. Working on an album. Got a new publishing company. We've got a few TV projects, and just staying busy. No, it's not. Uh, I, I guess uh, things. When, when is things not? ever busy for you? I don't know if you ever, do you have to deliberately take time off if you choose to? Or? Um, I'm, I, but I always take time off. Even when things are busy, I always take time off and go away with the family and do, you know, spring break and have a summer trip at least. And so I always make time for the kids. And are family. you a beach guy, a mountain guy, or uh, I like to guy? go to the islands and, mm -hmm. and, and I like to ski and like to do, I like to do things. So. It's a nice, nice benefit of, uh, of being, having a lot of success, you could actually choose to take some time off, right? Yeah, that's nice. exactly. That's nice. But are you here, like, just part of the time for this uh, movie, or are you here the whole yeah, time? Yeah, I, I can't be here the whole time, so I, I came yeah. in to help yeah, work. Bobby's committed. He's spending a good portion of his time here. He's, he's serious. This is his story. I it, guess it makes it, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, it's his job. He's, well, he's a producer. Right, right. Here. And a lot of your work is going to be done in the studio anyway, right? Yeah, we a lot of the work is done already. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, and then we got to go back and retweak it once they, you know, um, once they filmed everything, then we gotta relook at it again. Okay, here we go. I'm here with Bobby Brown. There'll be a lot of performances for the miniseries, right? Just like there's gonna be a lot of performances. Yeah, definitely. I did a lot of performing. I toured for three and a half years, and um, we went everywhere. I mean everywhere and it was just you know it was we just had fun I, I grew up on the road I grew up you know performing I grew up in yeah, different gosh. how different many concerts have you done in your lifetime it's probably hard oh to even God. imagine I right? could never imagine how many I've done I couldn't and you're doing a lot more this year too right I mean it's yes. not like you're stopping at any at any point there's no retirement in no, Bobby no. Brown at this stage right? no. <laughs> no we're, we're gonna keep it going um, in fact um, me and uh, BBD just reunited and started a group called RBRM. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Okay. So <laughs> that's going to be something that. Um, got to work the acronyms in, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that's going to be something that the people um, are going to really enjoy because we're putting a show together that is just amazing. It's going to mix like some of your solo it's, stuff, it's their mixing, BBD stuff. It's mixing all of our stuff and some new edition stuff. Um, but it's just it's just a high energy, you know, really, really great show. What's it like when you tour Atlanta? I mean, this is a town you lived in before. I mean, is it how special is it when you get to come here? You know, as long as I don't get arrested, I'm good. <laughs> um, no, but touring. It's been a long time since you've been arrested. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but um, yes, um, we will be here in Atlanta soon, and we're just looking for. I'm just looking forward to just being on stage with the guys again, and um, you know, just having fun. You know, because that's what we did in the beginning. 
all we was doing was having fun. We didn't know we was successful. We just was having fun. Does it all come full circle? Like you guys get along now? There's like none of the crap oh, yeah. that happened when you were younger? It's all gone? We don't fight no more. We're too old to fight each other. Um, <laughs> a punch in the face is a punch in the face. It's like when you're old, you don't want to be punched in the face. So no, we don't fight anymore. And you know, it's just, it's just with these guys, it's just all about business and it's all about just having fun. And that's what I like about it, you know? If we take care of our business and we have fun, then, you know, things work out. You don't have to argue. You don't have to fight. Is it heartening to know that, you know, I'm a Gen X, I'm the same age as you, and I grew up on your music, and the people who grew up on your music, they, they are coming to your concerts, right? They are mm -hmm. willing, they want to see you guys over and over again, right? Is that is, is that just, did you think about that when you were a teenager? You never thought, like, oh, in 30 years, I'll still be doing this, right? I mean, um... To tell you the truth, we practiced so hard and so much that we were we were saying to ourselves, it's about the live performance. It's about performing in front of people. It's not the records. Right. It's performing in front of the people and, and being able to entertain them um, right there, right there in front of them because, you know, you got artists these days that don't know how to perform at all. Right. You know, and all they do is jump around the stage and, you know, yell at people and cuss at people. No, our, our performances is about love and, and, you know, comfort and, you know, have a good time. Well, the miniseries, obviously everybody knows about all the tabloid stuff. It's like, how do you bring about something new or different that we don't already know from reading all the tabloids because, the gossip sites over the years? Because the gossip sites were wrong about me, you know? What was the biggest thing that really bugged you about what how they portrayed you over the years? That I was a bad guy, no. you know? That I was somebody that, you know, that would um, yeah, what does that hurt imply? somebody. You know, that I would, I would, um, I, I wasn't loving or, or anything like that, you know. Um, I got a kind heart. I believe I do. Do you feel like My people, family believes I do. Do you get a sense people have changed their tune on you in that sense, that that is well, not thrown at I, you? I would hope so. I would hope that they um, watch the movie with, with an open heart and an open mind, you know. Um, because it's the truth. I mean, you're not going to sugarcoat some of your bad behavior. It doesn't make you a bad person. No, right? no, 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 no. No, I, I you know, I, ca I can't. Right. You know, some of the things that I've been through in my life, you know, have been mistakes, you know. Sure. I don't regret them because it made me the man that I am right now. But at the same time, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not the one to sugarcoat anything. You know, truth is, is 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 better than a lie. You know, you know, and a belly full of lies. When you eat some truth, <laughs> it makes you feel better. It does. Was it difficult to cast Whitney Houston for this for, for the role for the miniseries? Well, no, no. There's a lot of people out there that um, I mean, they can't emulate her voice, but there's a lot of people out there that are beautiful enough to play her. And um, I think we found the right person. It's just, you know, I think the cast is wonderful. We have a wonderful cast in this. Um, a lot of the big, big wigs came out to, you know, to play, you know, actors, 
that are part of my, well, play part of my family gotcha. that are actors. And, and it's, it's just been a wonderful set. And we've enjoyed it a lot. That's wonderful. Um, just, you know, I, I noticed you're, you're wearing, uh, you know, your, can you tell us a little bit about what you're wearing right now? Oh, my wife gave me this. Um, Alicia gave me this when um, my daughter was in, um, in a coma when she was in ICU, so. And I, you know, I try not to take it off. I understand. Not even the shower? <laughs> Well, for, for a moment. But, yeah. For a moment. <laughs> it's kind of hard going to sleep with it wrapped around my neck. Yeah. <laughs> you still sleepwalk? I saw Gone Country. I just remember that. <laughs> um, I don't think I've sl sleepwalked, sleptwalked in a while. Um, I don't know, though. You, you know, you would have to ask my wife. Sometimes, sometimes I might, you know, just get out of the bed for no reason and go downstairs and watch TV. I don't know if that's sleepwalking, but right. um, but no, I don't get up and pee on people no more. Oh, that's good, that's good. Well, I know, I hate to bring this up, but you know, Nick Gordon came up in the news recently. Was that really hard? Is it really hard to just see him in the news ever at all for you? Is it, does it just break your heart every time you see his name well, anywhere? Well, when, when, mm, it's a hard question. Um, when I do see him, I see him in the light that he is. He's a bad person, okay? Um, I wish the DA here in Atlanta would do something about his actions, you know, even m more so now because, you know, I mean, I don't want to see another father or mother lose a child to this man's hands. I think... Um, He's a danger to society, and um, I just want the DA to do what he's supposed to do. Right. And give me some justice. Well, thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Toward the end of the 1960s, several bands were planting the seeds of punk. Detroit was particularly fertile ground for this spurt of politically charged, loud, and defiant music, with the emergence of both the Stooges and the MC5. The MC5's Wayne Kramer is coming to Variety Playhouse as part of a tour celebrating the 50th anniversary of the band's debut album, Kick Out the Jams. The MC5, the MC stands for Motor City, was by far the more political of the two, but the band's leftist politics were just one of the reasons for controversy. They also caught some flack for some very unfamily-friendly language on the fiery title track of Kick Out the Jams. In discussing the classic song with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, Kramer said, This is language that we use in the world, and to pretend that people don't use these words is an insult to our intelligence, unquote. Kramer's just released a new memoir, too, called The Hard Stuff, Dope, Crime, The MC5, and My Life of Impossibilities. Billed as MC50, the 70-year-old Wayne Kramer's touring celebration of the 50th anniversary of Kick Out the Jams will include Soundgarden's Kim Thale and Fugazi's Brendan Canty. The show is happening at Variety Playhouse on Friday, September 7th, 8 p.m. General admission tickets are $36 in advance and $41 on the day of the show. Reserve seats are $51 in advance and $56 on the day of the show. There's also a VIP option for $150, which includes a general admission ticket, 
a conversation with Kramer before the show, a photo with Wayne, an autographed copy of his memoir, a tour poster, a gift bag, and early entry into the venue. Get tickets and more information at variety-playhouse.com. You know it's almost fall when the Yellow Daisy Festival comes to Stone Mountain. This year is a milestone because it's the 50th annual Yellow Daisy Festival, and it's happening September 6th through the 9th. The Stone Mountain Park Gathering hosts more than 400 artists and crafters from all over the United States for four days of shopping, live entertainment, children's activities, and festival foods. The Yellow Daisy Festival is free, but vehicle entry to the park is $15 for a one-day permit, or you can get a $40 annual permit. The Yellow Daisy Festival at Stone Mountain Park kicks off Thursday, September 6th and continues through Sunday, September 9th in the Special Events Meadow. Get all the details at stonemountainpark.com. The Center for Puppetry Arts, Worlds of Puppetry Museum, has a new special exhibition coming. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal, World of Myth and Magic, is on display in the Dean DuBose Smith Special Exhibits Gallery beginning August 31st. The show explores how Jim Henson, Frank Oz, and others created The Dark Crystal's mythical world and examines the film's impact and legacy in the years since its 1982 debut. See the detail and artistry that went into creating the film. The puppets were created at Jim Henson's Creature Shop in London using groundbreaking new materials and techniques that continued to be used in film throughout the 80s and 90s. Museum admission is just $12.50, but it's free with a ticket to any of the Center's Family Series shows. The Center for Puppetry Arts is located at 1404 Spring Street in Midtown. Head to puppet.org to find tickets, directions, and more of the center's shows and exhibitions. Planning to do some home renovations? Or maybe you just have landscaping on your mind? If you're looking to improve your home's value or just make some much-needed upgrades, the 35th Annual Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo is a good place to start. The expo takes over the Cobb Galleria Center Friday through Sunday, September 7th through the 9th. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase new and innovative interior and exterior home improvement products and services. Brett Tudor from TLC's popular show Trading Spaces will be the show's featured speaker at 1 p.m. on Friday, September 7th, 1 and 3 p.m. on Saturday, September 8th, and at 2 p.m. on Sunday, September 9th. Admission is $10 at the door. It's free for children 12 and under and senior citizens 65 and older. That's the Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo at the Cobb Galleria Center near the convergence of I-285 and I-75 on Cobb Galleria Parkway, running September 7th through the 9th. Get tickets and more at fallatlantahomeshow.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.